Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to SEN Fridays on the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Holland Darwin finding a place to write your next chapter. Jacob, it was an interesting, a high-standard NTFL Grand Final last Saturday. Waratah have finally broken a 22-year premiership drought to win this season's NTFL Premiership. The Warriors 10-10-70 defeated Southern District 7-10-52 at TIO Stadium. Look, plenty of good players for Waratah. I thought Jack O'Sullivan, the defender, was great. Somewhat lucky to play in the grand final after escaping a three-match ban, having that overturned. Ed Morris, a defensive midfielder, was excellent. Adam Goulden, the brother of Errol Goulden from Sydney, was great with 19 disposals and a couple of goals. Two great goals in the first quarter. Abe Ankers only had the 16 disposals, but was very influential. It was a low-possession game, which we often see in the NTFL grand final, so you wouldn't be expecting the big 25-30 possession games. Southern Districts' Matt Dennis won the Cheney medal and he was excellent. There are always a few eyebrows raised when someone from a losing team is judged best on ground, but the statistics tell the story. 20 disposals, 43 hitouts, and up the top in a number of other statistical categories. He was simply amazing and deserved that Cheney medal. Look, I'm sure the Waratah boys celebrated long and hard, as you do when you win a flag, and there were some ripping Mad Monday costumes going around. None better than Jaden Magro, the small forward who went as Kieran the Wiz Parnell, or the Boogeyman, as we dubbed him uh, on the show. He... So, a bit of a context for that. Parnell held Magro to just five disposals in a game late in the season, but Magro, since then, has changed up his role in the last two times they played, playing further up the ground and definitely having an influence while another key forward for Waratahs, Darcy Hopes, played closer to home. But good to see that, A, he is listening to our show, and B, he has a great sense of humour about him. So I got those photos coming through. It all came in one hit. I got about eight messages from Waratah players. Oh, look at this costume. So I think Magro definitely got best on ground in the costume department. Um, Waratah's winning the flag, Jacob. Is that is that a surprise for you on the surface? Not a surprise. I think you look at their team for the last two years in particular. Mm. I'm really happy for Ryan Ayres, their coach, who, you know, came through that Southern District system and, you know, his mentor, Shannon it Ruska. It was, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it, was good. it was good to see them two facing off against each other and I'm really happy that Ryan got the job done. I, I feel... Like, he would have been pretty disappointed last season. And I think I spoke to him, actually, in the week before, and he seemed nervous. I was mm. a bit worried about how nervous he seemed. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad they got the job done for him. Well, you would be nervous a little bit. Like, I think going in as the premiership favourites make you nervous by default. And then knowing that last year uh, they were a big chance to beat St Mary's. And, and I wouldn't say they failed completely, but it, it was uh, they were in front at quarter time by 12 points and then completely sort of dropped the ball in the second quarter. And then it wasn't competitive in the last half. So you would be crossing your fingers and toes that you wouldn't have a repeat performance from that group. Do you think it's difficult coaching a team like Waratah? And, and it's, it's easy to get into the trap and say um, they're all interstate players and, and they're you know not really a local team or anything like that but um, it is the reality in a way uh, a lot of players there whether they're based in Darwin or not um, and a lot were will go down south for a southern season as a as a from a strength and conditioning perspective do you think it will be hard to manage a group that have more players that play all year round yeah I think it's certainly harder from a strength and conditioning perspective to manage a team like that but 
I'm kind of sick of this comment. This, mm. If you want to bring the NTFL competition up to a higher standard, then this is what has to happen, and mm. this is what should happen, and I'm glad that it is happening. I spoke to people during the week who said that they were going for districts because there were more local players. There were still plenty of imports from oh. some, from districts. Yeah, that's a very rich comment. Yeah, but and to say that it was they didn't recognise any players playing for Waratahs, I just think that's a ridiculous comment. Mm. You've got to put your best team on the park. You've got it. You've got your fourth lines that you can have. You've got to be with that within your your points system. So he's obviously done all that, Ryan, the coach, and and they've won it. So uh, good good luck to them. Well done. So we're both Darwin locals. I mean, I mean, people say they don't recognise the Waratah players. All you got to do is go on a Mitchell Street on Sunday afternoon, and then <laughs> and you'll be quite familiar with them. But uh, you, you, as a local, so you, we can talk about this stuff. You don't get offended that the Southern players are infiltrating our, our our beloved NTFL competition, do you? No, not at all. I think that just raises the standard. As someone who played footy, and I, I went and played a couple for three seasons. I went back and played seniors and. In that time, I played about 10 Premier League games. and So it's not a lot, but I have played Premier League. I'm not upset that I wouldn't, mm. wouldn't get a spot over a guy from Adelaide or Brisbane who was a cracking player. That's the be- that's your best team. You put your best team on the park. I have no concerns with that. And I just think all it does is actually raises the standard. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you're much of a betting person, Jacob, but I publicly went forward with my predictions before the game and I've got... Pint Queen Amps to win, and they were arguably not the favourite, given they lost a couple of weeks ago. I said Jasmine Hewitt for best on ground. That's a tick. Waratah to win by 17 points. I was wrong. They won by 18 points. And Matt Dennis to win the Cheney medal in a losing team. Now, look, as you can tell by the look on my face, I am quietly happy with myself over those predictions. If only I could have chucked them all in a multi. Have... That's impressive, isn't it? It is. I actually seen this on Facebook yesterday, and I went, "Oh smokes, this is good. well done. That's a cracking tip." But I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Oh, I appreciate that. So exactly, a the mentee beating the mentor is that right? I don't think I got that right. Uh, Shannon yeah. Rusker was the coach of Southern Districts in seventeen eighteen. The grand final when Ryan Ayres was an assistant coach. He definitely did a long apprenticeship, Ryan Ayres. And I don't know if you can touch on this. Feel free to jump in. But quite a good footballer uh, himself back in the day. He was a Darwin Buffaloes junior and got drafted to Melbourne Demons. Um, sort of struggled with injury a lot. But I played some junior football at Waratah, and he used to like make a cameo appearance once a year and play in the resies and he'd kick like three or four goals from centre-half forward and absolutely dominate. Um, but yeah, talented guy. Right? Very talented. So I played junior schoolboy footy with him and I remember yep. there was a passage of play where he ran from <clears throat> right deep in the back line right through to forward and he just kept saying, hand-passed it to a teammate and I was part of this chain. Hand-passed it to a teammate and then demanded it back. <laughs> and so you just gave it back and then the next one, hand-passed it, demanded it back and then he kicked a goal. He has an absolute booming left foot. He always oh, has. Yeah. Rookie listed uh, with the D and yeah very good size he's got all the physical dimensions and characteristics that you want of a great footballer um disappointed he didn't do more at afl level but yeah now obviously a great coach so yeah i think injuries got him in the end i know um so i was doing a little bit of research and there's that 
football forum, Big Footy, and I typed in Ryan Ayres one day, and I reckon I got a uh, like a thread coming up about how he dominated a game. I think it was a VFL practice game, so, so it wasn't an AFL game. It wasn't even a, an actual VFL game. But I think he kicked like six or seven goals in three quarters, and everyone was like, hey, this is this is the next big thing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I guess injuries took him over. Shannon Ruskin probably, interestingly, has a bit of a similar story. Like, a dominant junior as a kid, um, I think, and I could be wrong, you spend more time in the NTIS than I do, but what's, I don't know if you have any faster 20-meter sprint times, but I think he had like 2.78 or something. I know his name was on the board um, a long time with the fastest 20-meter sprint time that they've recorded, and this was done in like pre-2000. This was like 1999 or something. Yeah, so. it was in the 90s, and he still holds that record for the fastest 20-meter sprint. So, And yeah. obviously he went to, was it Brisbane? Br- Brisbane and then Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. But, so yeah. what did you make of the grand final in terms of coaching from the district's point of view? Look, I think it's an interesting one. I reckon that Ruska coached very well, and I think he has coached very well the last couple of weeks in the finals. Um, he earmarked that you need to stop Nate Paredes, Jackson Calder, and Dylan Lant when they played St. Mary's the previous week, and he did that effectively. Um, and he did that a little bit left field too. Like Fraser Driscoll on Jackson Calder was, was the no-brainer matchup, but you had Dean Staunton who generally sort of does his own thing and, and finds his own footy do a tagging role. And I know people get a bit hung up on, on the word tagging, but it, it's exactly what it was. No one plays that defensive as what Dean Staunton did uh, on Dylan Lant, and he absolutely smashed him. It was one of the better defensive roles that I've seen in the NTFL for a long, long time. You had Lant, who averages 30 possessions and a couple of goals a game. He only had the 11 possessions, and he went forward and still had an impact in kick three, but you had Dean Staunton, the skipper, returning from suspension, coming the other way, getting 27 disposals himself. I thought retrospectively, he probably should have got best on ground. Um, I know we rated a few other players just as high, but yeah, very, very good. And I mean, like, it, it is daunting like when you are coaching a team that's lost by 48 points or 56 points, whatever it was, um, the previous time they met, and that was the situation that Ruska faced. But to get into a winning position late, I just think his troops couldn't hold on. You watched the last quarter, didn't you? Did, what, what did you make of it? Did Waratahs look like the fitter side? Uh, it, well, I watched it on KO, which was crazy. Yeah. It was yeah, so it just a, yeah big big win for the NTFL. Do you think that's a good? Where do you think that's going? Well, I don't know. I mean, at the moment, obviously, the live streaming option. So it's progressed over the years. We probably remember watching the NTFL where you could just go on YouTube and then uh, stream that up to the to the TV. Now, I, 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 I'm not a very technical-minded person. I don't know how to use a HDMI cord to save my <laughs> life. So I don't know. I don't get the NTFL, the NT News, um, their subscription, their feed onto my TV. I just basically watch it on the laptop, and it's always a bit disappointing. When I click off, off the tab to do something else for a while, go on Facebook or whatever, it stops the game and it pauses it at that moment, and that's always annoyed me, whereas YouTube is a little bit more flexible. So I wouldn't say, like, I'm not trying to bag out the NT News. They've got to do what they've got to do. That's probably good business for them, I can imagine. But um, I think they could be in a little bit of danger if, if someone else stepped in like a KO and said, hey, we wouldn't mind buying the rights for this stuff because I think it's a competition... Uh, uh, with plenty of interest. It's in a unique time of the year. If you're a footy head, and there's plenty of footy heads around um, between October and March, and you just want that footy fix, you'd watch the NTFL. It's a pretty good standard. So, yeah, I think I think the NT News would be looking over their shoulder. What do you yeah, reckon? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a good step in the direction of the Territory having their own AFL team. So, But to go back to your question about districts in the last quarter, so they had the lead mm. with, what was it, about five minutes yeah, left? it wasn't long. It was not long at all. And then all of a sudden... Waratahs went forward. I don't think it was a fitness thing. I, I think that it was just more a grunt type mm. thing from Waratahs that they just they won the contested ball, they got the ball forward, and then they ended up scoring. When they kicked that goal, 
you really felt like the momentum was just starting to shift. And mm. then when they kicked the second, it was sort of almost felt like it was done. And then obviously the third, it was just party time. Exactly right. And I think that, um, look, a great effort too, because the momentum had definitely swung back to the Crocs' favour. It wasn't a matter of both teams going goal for goal and Waratah just wanted it more. Waratah burst from the blocks. They were 20 points up at quarter time. And then Districts took, took the game off them, really. I think it was roughly the score was about 38 or 40 to 20-something, to if you count the second and third quarters. Um, and they were able to, yeah, turn that into, uh, you know, anyone's game late in the last quarter. And then, of course, like you talk about Ryan Ayres being nervous during the week. Can you imagine how nervous he would have been with five minutes to go? But his troops got the job done. Hey, Jacob, we will talk about the NTFL Women's Premier League Grand Final in which the Queen Ants pint defeat a Waratah just after a short break. This is SEN Fridays in the Top End. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.